are we doing and welcome to the dedicated transform your body mind and life podcast this week we're going to be talking about fatigue uh, more specifically fatigue brought on through factors revolving around training as opposed to external stresses such as stress illnesses and whatnot uh, so we'll do a separate podcast on that so the reason we're doing this is just because a lot of people whether it's due to stubbornness ego or just not even realizing or not being aware will try and train through these phases um some will know the markers some will know when their body feels run down and still push through anyways um and then there's those that won't even realize what's happening either way the the end result is still the same it's, it's both going to be detrimental so just want to make people aware of how to manage this how to keep an eye on it um and ultimately how we can get you the best possible result or the best the most optimal progression going forwards uh, focusing on fatigue and fatigue management so fatigue can be brought broken up into sort of acute um, fatigue which can just dissipate after one single session or a short period of time or there's the accumulative fatigue build-up which can take days weeks or even longer to resolve obviously it's dependent on what you are doing and, and what you may be doing to make it worse again if you're not aware of it so like I said, we're going to focus more on the factors that can and do revolve around training. So we'll start with ATP depletion during training. So ATP is stored in the body, which helps with explosive bursts. Um, it's the transport of, a, of chemical en- energy around the body. Uh, now, a lot of you will be taking creatine or some form of creatine, probably uh, monohydrate. This replenishes ATP stores. Now your body does naturally replenish it. However, you are looking between three to five minutes for it to be complete, uh, completely replenished. Obviously, to do that in between every single set is going to long out your session. On average, one to three minutes is usually enough to get a good uh, amount of replenishment, if you like, uh, in between sets. But optimally, looking at five minutes. Hence, why we top up with uh, supplementations such as creatine. Another one is training volume. So this can be calculated by calories burned, uh, sets completed or distance completed, you know, if you're you're running, doing cardio. So this is the the volume of overall uh, training. This has an impact on your fatigue levels. Next is training intensity. So this is the force used. Uh, It doesn't have to relate just to weight training. It can be some form of MMA, boxing, uh, but obviously we're going to be talking about training. So... This is relevant to the individual. So the amount of fatigue someone might get from doing a 200 kilo squat is going to be very much dependent on that individual and it won't necessarily relate to the next person doing the same weight. So a 200 kilo squat is a 200 kilo squat, but the intensity and the energy used is going to differ from person to person um, depending on them, their build, their circumstance, their recovery rate, their energy levels. Um, So it's, it's, it's not always the same. Uh, next is training frequency so this is going to relate to how often we train obviously that makes a big difference when it comes to fatigue whether that's three times a week four times a week five times a week and so on or even less or even more another big one is training impact so this is a difference between someone saying they train seven days a week now that could be seven days of doing mild walking which could be someone's capacity versus someone who does let's say crossfit seven days a week I don't know many people who would do that, or anyone for that matter. Um, 
obviously the gain to or the gains potential gains to recovery ratio is going to different again um, it's going to differ from person to person but you can see how just because someone trains seven days a week doesn't mean their training is going to be the same so going on a daily walk seven days a week is not the same as doing crossfit or, or even training in a gym seven days a week um, the impact of each individual type of training and the intensity that person brings to that type of training is going to be very person dependent one of the things that all of these things do have in common though is the effect on glycogen depletion so this is where and a lot of people are scared of carbohydrates or they just have this misconception that carbs are bad you know the first thing that the general population who's not really educated in nutrition or training or health and fitness will think is let's just get rid of the carbs you know i want to lose weight so let's lose carbs yeah naturally because there's less carbohydrates there's probably less water retention in your body because carbohydrates along with sodium do hold water retention you know people see the scales and think i'm losing weight but it rarely is a case of losing fat they end up making it more detrimental for themselves so all these things above do impact depletion now glycogen depletion isn't great for training uh, a lot of the energy stored is stored and that fullness is stored in your muscles so some of you may have noticed this or experienced this after a refeed whether it's a controlled refeed or uh, a bit of a cheat meal let's call it the next day you train typically you tend to look and feel better because of the carbohydrates uh, add that with a pump a heart rate increase in more blood flow to the muscles more fullness and more hardness in the muscles you can typically look better the next day obviously you can't take the piss and do this every day it does work better from being in a depleted stage being flat and then having some form of high carb feed and then obviously utilizing that and training on it so don't be scared of carbohydrates especially when you're in a fatigued stage or coming up to a fatigue stage so a couple of things that you can do here to try and preempt this to, to see it come in now most people tend to have to cross that threshold and feel like shit and and be drained and be you know be wiped out for them to know where their threshold is people rarely get it right the first time because until you know where the threshold is you don't really know how far you can push things until you hit it the good thing is once you hit it you do get an idea of, of where it is and what it takes to get there the downside is that threshold will move as you progress as you get stronger as your training takes new forms as it, as it progresses as you push yourself more that that baseline isn't always going to stay where it is just like your sweet spot in losing body fat just like your sweet spot in gaining muscle tissue the circumstances will change therefore the sweet spot changes same when it comes to that threshold with your recovery and fatigue it's not a bad thing the more experience you get the more experience you have with yourself and the trigger points and your specific trigger points the easier it will be to see this in advance but a few things to look out for it's going to be your recovery time needing to be increased uh, your strength whether that comes uh, from reps or weight if you start seeing numbers drop weight drop um, in, in, in the lifts in the repetitions there's another red flag there loss of form is a big one a lot of people don't realize because in the moment obviously adrenaline is going through the roof you just want to get that bar from point a to point b or that dumbbell from point a to point b most people don't really see themselves or do form checks themselves you know naturally if you're fatiguing but you're trying in your head if you're doing everything you can to maintain that that weight and then reps what's going to go it, it's, it's going to be the form realistically another one is loss of breath if you start getting out of breath if you start struggling more joint and connected tissues 
uh, tissue issues um, are a big one. You know, soreness in the elbows, the shoulders. That's when we mainly subconsciously start pinging weights and start using momentum and bouncing around. You know, if it's, I always say this a lot, if it's not under tension, if it's under momentum, it's not under tension. If it's not under tension, it's, it's not the muscle taking, it's the joint, it's the connective tissues. And you're going to be doing more damage than good there. Uh, and, and muscle inflammation. There are, there are other red flags to look out for, but these are the main ones. Now, just like in a in a weight loss, a fat loss period or a strength gain period, period, you can't just look at one red flag and think that is the be all and end all. Usually, you know, one unit of measure alone is a poor indicator um, of progression or fatigue in this case. So take as much data as you can from your feedback. As much the, the more information, the better. The more you're willing to track and monitor and be open-minded with the better it's going to be for yourself uh, you, you can never have too much data and too much feedback providing it's relevant to what what you're doing so if you do see a decline in, in any of these areas over a period of time then that's the next step you need to look at what you need to do going forwards whether it be uh, a deload whether it be uh, rest days whether it be extra refeeds uh, recovery stages it could be bath salts it could be deep tissue it could be uh, working on any sort of imbalances it's going to depend on the individual it's going to depend on the their specific symptoms and the severity of each of them symptoms just don't make things worse for yourself and let ego or stubbornness get in the way especially when it comes to males naturally people just think we'll work harder um you know working hard is going to get the job done they actually put themselves in a worse off position these are the same people with this this mindset that they think they can train more, they think they can train harder, their form's usually shit, the, the the weights they're lifting don't seem to progress, their physique doesn't seem to progress, their attitude in, in the gym doesn't seem to progress. You need to leave your ego at the door uh, and listen to your body and its feedback and you'll be surprised at how much you can actually learn from it. There's nothing wrong with taking rest days. The hardest part about a rest day, the hardest part about deloads or even rehab work is mentally not pushing yourself because you're so used to that. It's mentally pulling back the weights, working on a lower capacity or lowering the reps. It's mentally not being in the gym on the days that you're typically in the gym for. It's not forever. It'll literally be a short period. For myself, usually if I take a deload, anywhere between four and seven days. Sometimes you can kill two birds with one stone. And if you've got a holiday booked or something coming up. So, for example, I had a procedure in September. I was at the gym for three weeks. Now, I wouldn't typically take a deload for three weeks. I've never had to use that long before but purely because I was in a recovery stage from having surgery, uh, I couldn't train. So I essentially killed two birds with one stone there. I would never put a deload in for that long anyway. And even for myself, naturally, you know, I don't want to make it sound like I'm a hypocrite. It's hard to be accountable to yourself when it's time to deload because naturally you just, you just don't want to do that. But because of that added ex external factor, that external stress or circumstance, if you like, it forced me to have the deload and coming out of that, I felt like a, a brand, brand new body, joints were completely fixed, strength pretty much went through the roof after that. Um, so that recovery phase was was needed. So same with yourself, if you are struggling to put a deload in, but you do know, honestly, if you're being honest with yourself, that you do need one, try and link it with something you've got coming up. Now that you could be going away for the weekend, you could have a short break away, you could have a mini holiday, you know, you might be under the weather, you might have a cold, you might be feeling a bit run down, and these are times where people try and still train. People go away on holiday and do you know do a half-hour session. That could have been a deload. Could have killed two birds with one stone. People will try and train when they're ill because of just being stubborn. 
it's going to be a half hour session. Your body's not going to recover. That could have been a deload. If you if you're the type of person that struggles mentally with a deload, utilize what you've got coming up in your diary and your schedule. Kill two birds with one stone. But even if you don't have anything coming up, regardless of whether you've got something coming up or not, if you need a deload, you need a deload. So listen to your body. Once you've had one once, once you've seen the benefit from it and coming out of it, knowing that it will not slow you down and it won't hinder your progression, it will actually help push you forwards, you'll mentally be able to take on the next one and the next one even easier because you'll understand it. The first one's always the hardest, but genuinely need to leave your ego at the door and just listen to your body and its feedback. So that's this one on training uh, or fatigue revolving around training uh, factors. We are going to focus on the next podcast on, we'll stay on topic with fatigue, but we're going to focus more on external factors such as external stresses um, that can impact fatigue as well. These are the ones people don't really think about, but you'd be surprised at how many of you will be going through this or would have been through this without even realising. But we'll go into a bit more detail. But with this, imagine someone's just come to you with these symptoms and they're telling you their problems and guarantee nine times out of ten you you better give them some advice just take on that advice for yourself it's a lot harder to take advice yourself than it is to give it to someone else you know the, the answers are usually in black and white they're pretty simple it's just it's hard to be accountable to yourself especially when it comes to things like deloads and breaking the norm or compared to what you're normally used to doing but hopefully this helped open a few people's eyes